Today's podcast is brought to you by 2Before. 2Before is an all-natural pre-workout made from New Zealand blackcurrants. For those who aren't familiar, blackcurrants are berries that have been shown to help increase vasodilation, reduce inflammation, and improve recovery, meaning that you'll get the most out of the work you're putting in and will bounce back from training quicker. This product is research-backed and benefit-packed. It is made from three simple ingredients and available in caffeinated and non-caffeinated versions. 2Before can fit into any training schedule. 2Before is Inform Sports certified and is currently used by teams in the NFL, NBA, NCAA, and Olympic teams across the U.S. I have found great value from using 2Before in my everyday training, and I personally feel very energized and ready to attack the day's work after having 2Before, and also feel some reduction in inflammation and the recovery benefits that I talked about previously. If you're ready to see improvements in your performance, I highly recommend trying out 2Before today. And my friends over at 2Before have this awesome offer where you can get a sample pack for only $8.99 online at 2Before.com. And it is also available on Amazon. That is 2Before with the number 2 with the word before.com. Again, the number 2 with the word before.com. I've also left a link to it in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, back on the podcast is the one and only Parker Valby. I'm sure many of you guys know who Parker is. She's one of the best runners in the NCAA, and she most recently won the 5K at this year's NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in a time of 1530. I had the privilege of being in the stands while she did it, and it was just a completely dominant performance that was super inspiring to watch. Parker is truly one of the greatest athletes, in my opinion, that the NCAA has seen. Uh, The things she's accomplished is truly remarkable, and anytime she steps on the track or on the grass, you know she's going after history in some form. Today's conversation was like so wide-ranging. Parker and I talk about a plethora of subjects, uh, both fun and serious. And the fun aspects are just absolutely hysterical. And quite frankly, I'm like questioning why I left half of it in there. Um, (laughs) It's just like random hilarious stuff that normally would not be on a podcast. And that's why this podcast is high key legendary. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did having it because Parker and I had a very, very fun time recording today's conversation. Uh, One quick note before we hop into it, I would greatly appreciate it if you guys give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Many of you guys listening right now, in fact, a majority of you guys listening right now when I look at the stats have not hit the follow button and given us a five-star review, and you're already listening to this, so it'll legitimately take like five seconds to hit those two buttons. And then something all of you guys can can do is um, share the episode or the podcast in general with a friend or someone who you think will benefit from it. But without further ado, I hope you all enjoy my conversation with the one and only Parker Valby. Parker Valby, welcome back to the Running Effect podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yes. I've been wanting to make this one happen for so long. Like, you know, from our text interactions, I'm always like, Parker, (laughs) when are we going to do another podcast? And it's quite hilarious. And I was telling you this a little bit before uh, our conversation kicked off just now, just how much growth has happened for the podcast. Like, I think when I had you on, we were probably up to like 4,000 monthly listeners and now we're up to like 65,000. And then even for you, like, don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like when I had you on, people were just starting to hear your name, whereas like now it's like you're a household name in the NCAA distance running <laughs> community. So it's just funny how much growth has happened. Like I wonder how many people listening right now have heard the the first um, conversation with you. So anyways, it's just crazy how much happens in a year. That, that's very true. A lot can happen in a year. 
Yeah, well, Parker, something we were talking about before the conversation kicked off as well was just running into heat. Um, so as we were talking about before, I now live in Austin. You're like a, a Florida girl through and through. So take me through, like, how do you get through these miserable summer runs coming from a guy who's trying to explore that and, quite frankly, survive? Um, honestly, I kind of love them. Um, really? I'm crazy for that, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, what well, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, these people are going to, like, altitude and stuff to train. Uh, I think heat, heat and humidity is like the poor, it's like the poor man's altitude. It's just like the same. Um, I embrace running in the heat. I like it. You know, the UV, I run when the UV is like a 10 or a higher, get a nice little tan. Um, yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> She's built different, I guess. I mean, that's, I like part of the problem here, and I'm sure you get this in Florida because when I've gone to Florida before, it's definitely super humid there, but the humidity here is just brutal. Like, I don't mind oh, yeah. running in hot temperatures and when the sun's out and yeah, it's incredible to get a nice tan while putting in the work, but the humidity, you just like start sweating and then the sweat goes in your eyes and it's just like miserable. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Cause the humidity here is like close to a hundred percent, almost like every day. But like when we were in Austin, like it, the temperature was higher there, but the humidity was like a little lower. I don't know. It was a different type of heat there. I was, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> so you think like Texas weather was worse than Florida weather? Yes, oh, I would say. Interesting. Do you think, though, coming from Florida, that kind of benefited you going into NCAAs? Not even from like a, you know, physical standpoint, although it could be that, but even more so from yeah. a mental perspective of like, I train through this all the time. I know what this is like. This is common environment versus some other people where it's like, you know, the brisk 50 degree mornings when they're <laughs> doing their track workout. Yeah, we definitely do not get that. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely like that is the one part that I did feel confidence in was that I had the advantage of the heat and humidity, but yeah, it definitely, cause we like some days, like I'd run midday and like, honestly, cross training in a gym, like I sweat like 10 times more than I do when I run. Like I'm like, I basically prepared for this inside cross training. <laughs> cause I don't know if you've cross trained, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but since you're like in place, you sweat so much more. I agree with you. Like I haven't done it too much, but the few times that I have, cross-trained indoors it's like i'm five minutes in and i'm like i did not realize i would be sweating this much <laughs> no yeah sometimes like i leave like puddles on the floor just so gross but, like i feel so bad but yeah <laughs> so before we talk about some some running specific subjects i'm curious what are some of parker valby's favorite hobbies during the summer that don't include running at all oh that's a tough one um i love going on my boat to the beach hang out with my friends traveling um basically just like living life, you know, shopping. I feel like these are all typical answers <laughs> for a Florida girl, but yeah. Speaking of traveling, in your opinion, uh, coming from a Florida girl, what's the best place in Florida? Like if there was like a foreign listener right now who had the money to come to Florida and they're like, what's the one spot I should go to? What's the best spot? What would you say? You can't go wrong with the Florida Keys. Definitely for like vacation. I'm not gonna lie, it's really hard to run there because there's literally one highway. Like that's there's one straight road the entire Florida Keys. Um, but other than that, you know, I got the job done. I run on the highway. I almost got killed a few times, but other than that, it's beautiful. Are the <laughs> ten <Flo> out of ten? <laughs> yeah. Are the Florida drivers generally and I'm sure it's depending dependent on like where you're at in the state and if you're on a trail or running on a highway but are the drivers there generally runner friendly or not so much the reason i ask is because you said you almost got killed so that would oh, imply no, I mean, now uh no i mean if yeah no the drivers in florida i'd probably say are the worst 
Probably in the United States. Really? Um, yeah. You can get your license in Florida very easily. What? Ab- um, yeah. What about from a perspective of like animals? Craziest, like, are you scared of gators or not really? Like, as a kid, no. when I would go to Florida and I would run, like, <laughs> Parker, like, people can't see this because we don't release the video but like my head was like looking back and forth like the whole time because I was like so scared that like one was gonna sneak up on me and like eat me (laughs) no so actually funny story I was running it was like two weeks ago I was on a trail in Gainesville like a a full-on like trail in the woods like soft surface like far away from water and I had I don't run with my phone anymore and so I had no phone I had no one with me and all I had was like my watch and I was running this is a single trail and there is a gator probably like eight feet long and it was like a mama and then I was it was like in the middle of the trail and I was like oh my gosh like what am I supposed to do in this situation and I turned around and then there was like four babies behind me and I was like I'm like quite literally trapped with this like I'm no gonna die right way. now but like I like slowly like walked up to it and like it like looked at me and I was just like I just figured it couldn't run really fast um and actually there's they got like the alligator ran away so I think they might be scared of people but I don't know. I've heard that they can run up to like 30 miles an hour, which like good thing I didn't know that in the moment or I probably would have. I don't know what I did. I probably would have just ran out of still. But yeah, they're not very scary. Like I see them almost every day, like on the golf course. And I like they're just they're kind of friendly, cute creatures. (laughs) Hot take there. Hot take. So you just ran (laughs) past the gator like you. It was just very, I don't know how it got, like, it, when I tell you this trail is, like, hilly, too, I don't know how it got up there. I was genuinely so confused. It uh, was, yeah, quite an experience. I wouldn't have known what to do. I would have just, like, sat on the trail and cried and hope I didn't die. Yeah, on that same trail, actually, these uh, wild boars, which I didn't even know what a boar was until these things ran at me. Um, these wild boars started running at me, and I was like, I don't know what to do in it, like, they're like black little cute pigs. And I was like, oh, hey, buddy. Um, but there was like probably like 20 of them. Yeah, that was quite terrifying. But they don't they don't hurt you either. You ever seen a boar? I have. Not in person, luckily. <laughs> but I know what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly they can also hurt you. I didn't know that either. Yikes. Yikes. But I mean, I haven't been attacked yet, so. <laughs> You're going to come out National Geographic soon. <laughs> son and NIL deal with you. It's going to be like Parker Valby explores the different wildlife of Florida. <laughs> Honestly. There's, there's going to be a drone shot of you in the middle of the trail with the babies behind you and the eight foot mama in front of you. And it's going to be yeah. like, what's that guy's name? Like Bear Gorillas, like the, the narrator on those shows is like, you know, Parker is stuck. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen a National Geographic really? show. No. Okay, well, is that like what Shark Shark Week is on? It might be. National Geographic is very much known for like the wildlife, like the the different. Um, yeah, like one of my favorite, one of the only shows I've seen on National Geographic is it's called Hostile Planet. I'll send you videos after this because they're absolutely hysterical. Um, okay. But it basically, yeah, it it would be right up your cup of tea with this sort of thing. So <laughs> National Geographic executives, if you're listening, let's make a series of Parker. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, I'll DM them. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about some running. So last summer when we spoke, it was after the NCAA meet. Uh, you placed second in the 5K last year in Eugene. And we were talking before the cross-country season again I don't know what was said in that interview. Quite frankly, I don't want to go back and listen to it. Um, (laughs) For me, for me, nothing you said or did. Um, But that cross-country season ended up going really, really well. So can you take me through last year's cross-country season and, um, yeah, everything that happened? Yeah, I mean, it was just like 
I just kept progressing well throughout the summer and fall and honestly ended up surprising myself. Um, didn't really expect to do what I did, but yeah. Was it got runner up at nationals again? Yeah. <laughs> Was it crazy to like at least from and I'm just like saying this from memory, I should have the stats up on my phone. Again, I should be more prepared, but like we're just having a fun interview here, <laughs> so who cares? Conversation, not interview. Um yeah. It felt like every single race like was being talked about and built up as like, oh, like Parker knocked it out of the park. And then the next week, oh, Parker ran a course record. And then the next week you like did something new. Was it exciting to almost every week like surprise yourself in some way? Yeah, it definitely was. I really, I just like, I just had fun with the whole process this cross country season. Honestly, I think that's why I had success because I was just having fun with it. And then from a perspective of like health, how are you feeling? I know like last track season, you dealt with some injuries and like majority of your training was like cross training. So how do you balance that and how healthy were you during the season? What did your training look like? I was pretty, I, yeah, I think I was pretty healthy during, yeah, I was fully healthy during cross country season. When you're fully healthy, do you incorporate cross training still or are you fully running? Oh yeah, 100%. I was only running three or four days a week during cross country. Okay, gotcha. And I mean, that's more than you were doing last track season. So did that feel weird? Like to be like, oh, I'm fully <laughs> healthy. I don't have to deal with something right now. <laughs> no, it was nice. I ideally want to get up to like six, like the normal six or seven days a week. I feel like a race that was talked about a ton last season was the SEC meet uh, where you just like knocked it out of the park and if my memory is serving me correctly, it was like a super, super fast course. And like your 5k split was like some ungodly time <laughs> that would 15, have like 24. Yeah. fifteen twenty four. That would have won your nationals in Austin. <laughs> so take me through that race and how you approached it. And then ultimately like the race itself and reflections from afterward. It was again, a nice, hot, sunny day. Um, in the, where was that? Oxford, Mississippi. Um, it was on a golf course, so yeah, it was very a very fast course. I don't know if it was accurate. I just went in with the same game plan of just try to win, and it ended up working out. For you, I it on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, I feel like you're you've always been like a big front runner. Um, what's the mindset like going into a championship race? Like, do you ever have the thoughts of like I'm gonna sit back with a pack and then make a strategic move with like 2K to go? Uh, versus what you always end up doing, which is just like immediately, like not all out, but immediately separate yourself from the pack and just like go for it. Yeah, it's not necessarily like the game plan. It's just my coaches, well, my most recent race, I was just told to trust my instincts and my instincts told me to go to the front and it ended up working out. So, cause I, at this, at track, this uh, NCAAs, I got like boxed in at the start and I was like stuck in a pack until like, I think it was like 300 in. So then I was just like, I'm like annoyed in the back. So I just went <laughs> sprinted up to the front. And then the NCAA cross country championships, which were held in Stillwater, Oklahoma at OSU's home course. Um, take me through that race. And I guess going into it, like I want to talk about this in this interview. I don't really care who listens to this or who's offended by it. How annoying is it to uh, constantly be compared to Caitlin Tui and all the different like conversations of like, Parker versus Caitlin, Parker versus Caitlin. Caitlin ran this on this course. Parker ran this on this course. Like, I feel like everyone was just like over talking about that storyline going into the meet. Um, what's it like being one of those athletes and trying to focus on yourself when like everyone's just going nuts about the storyline? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I respect her a lot, and it's honestly an honor to be, like, compared to her, um, but I just tried to focus, I just honestly tried to get off of social media and ignore all of that, because there was a lot of unnecessary, like, hype, and, like, people were saying some things, and, yeah, I just tried to stay off of social media at that time, but, yeah. How have you kind of dealt with being in the spotlight more? Like, even when I talked to you last summer, I feel like there was really not too much of a spotlight there because you placing second at NCAA is like not many people I think predicted. That was a really, really good performance for you. So then going into the fall when, as I was talking about, you knocked like every single race out of the park, more and more people just started talking about you and they were like, oh, she's in title contention, X, Y, and Z. Uh, so how have you kind of dealt with that pressure as it's kind of slowly come up? Um, honestly, I just try to embrace it. Um, pressure is a privilege. Um, and I just try to have as much fun at that as I can and ignore as much as I can of what people are saying about me. Totally. And then a question I have, cause I'll always watch like the, the post-race interviews, uh, which I should be a part no, of, oh but well, no, no, here's what I mean. So <laughs> I, it's hilarious. Like, I don't, I don't really care that like thousands of people are going to listen to it. I'm just going to act like it's just you and I having a phone conversation. Um, I have, I had a media credential in Austin. So like I had access to the mix zone and stuff, but like I intentionally didn't go just because I think the mix zone is like the stupidest thing of all time. Like I understand why they have it, but none of the athletes want to be there. They just finished their race. Like they want to see their friends and family and teammates like it's not a long interview like it's quick it's short and then the people who ask questions always ask the like they don't i, I think they ask like stupid questions or yeah. super non-insensitive questions are a little out of pocket right so my question to you was going to be what are the most annoying questions you've been asked over the past year whether it was cross country track where you're like i wish i didn't have to respond to this i don't i honestly can't really think of one on like the top of my head but like yeah, they always just kind of ask me the same questions. And they're just like, can you ask me something different? <laughs> like, what do you think you could do if you ran like seven days a week? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't run seven days a week. Like, I'm still training. Like, I'm just not running. Right. I feel like it's always uh, recently, it's always either something that has to do with your training, uh, like exactly what you just said or something about like Caitlin. And it's like, can you ask her about anything unique? And that's why yeah. I was like, I was tempted to go into the mix zone and like ask legitimate questions. But I was like, nah, I'll pass. You should have. <laughs> yeah, I'll save it. I'll save it for uh, NCAA cross. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll be there. But um, so the NCAA race going into it, you had a good shot at winning. Take me through this one. Um, wait, wait, cross or track? Cross, Sorry. cross, yeah, Stillwater. Um, got to Stillwater, Oklahoma, um, realized it was 14 degrees, um, never been there in my life. There's absolutely nothing there. I don't know if you have been there, but, um, yeah, very disappointed in the, in the little town. It was freezing. Um, yeah, it was my, yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember a whole lot about that race like that like what happened before that race um i just went into it and just like have fun with it go for it just listen to my coach yeah i think it it went well like the race still like didn't go awful but like yeah i mean second place i would not consider that awful by any yeah. <laughs> stretch of the imagination specifically what did you place the year before that um i think Twenty six. Yeah, so like big improvement. So yeah, you gotta be happy no, for with sure. That. Yeah, that's why I say like it's still like 
a step up. Like I was still improving. So something I do want to hear about are the hills. Is the course as hard as it looks and as hard as people all talk about it being? Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like I didn't really notice them during the race, like a ton, but. It was definitely the hilliest course I ran that year because, like, I raced in Texas, um, oh, uh, not Oklahoma, Mississippi. That one was pretty flat. Texas was very flat. And then where else? Oh, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. That one's, yeah, known for being flat, too. <laughs> that was another stupid storyline going into it. People were like, Parker hasn't run any hills. And it's like, guys, calm down. <laughs> or, yeah, it was that. It was the hills and the cold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, the cold because you're from Florida. That's so funny. Yeah. But you, you busted out the arm sleeves, which were a good look. I'm a big fan of I arm did. sleeves. Yeah, it was my first time wearing them. <laughs> yeah. So you go into the race, you take it out from the gun. You, I don't remember the race super well, but you made a hard move early on to separate yourself from the pack. Um, I, we just kind of covered this of like front running, but uh, how aware are you of like people behind you? Are people saying stuff on the side of the course? Like, what is the strategy there when you're in it and you're already ahead of people? Like, what are you thinking mentally uh, at that point? I actually did. I think I waited a K in. Like, I was, like, pretty far back. I, I was boxed in, actually, like, at the start again of that race. Um, I think I, yeah, like, a K in is when I took the lead. But, like, no, I don't, I don't ever look back. If you're going to go for it, you got to go for it. So going into indoor track, take me through from like cross country to indoor track. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you were dealing with some injuries during the winter. So take me through that period. Yeah. So my coach ended up, uh, leaving in December. Um, I had a minor like hamstring injury, but like that resolved for like, I raced, I think one, I raced the DMR and then I raced a three K not healthy. Um, so we didn't like there's there was no diagnosis at the time it was just um like we thought that it could be something um yeah and then i ended up missing the rest of indoor season and then yeah was that difficult to deal with after like such an incredible ncaa cross-country season you know wanting to take that momentum and replicate it in indoor track but then you know being out with an injury was that kind of tough to deal with it definitely was. And like watching like my team, like I wanted to be a part of my team um, trying to win nationals because uh, I missed out on that the year before. And so that was hard. It was just a, re a really rough go the indoor season, but I kept telling myself everything happens for a reason. There's a purpose for everything. Um, and then I would come back stronger and everything ended up working out in the end. What are the biggest lessons you think you learned during that tough time period in the winter as you were kind of out and you know, watching your teammates compete, et cetera, et cetera? Um, definitely, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, there definitely is a purpose for everything that happens. Um, and injuries, honestly, are sometimes a blessing in disguise. Um, they teach you a lot about yourself and your body and when you need to stop. And yeah, definitely learn a lot this semester. <laughs> For those Probably one of the roughest patches of my life, but we made it through. <laughs> For those listening and experiencing an injury or setback or something of the like, what would be some advice to that individual uh, who's going through that right now? Um, definitely take it day by day. Like, don't like 
don't just focus on the future, like focus on the present because you can only control what you can control in that moment and everything has a purpose and will work out in the end. So going into outdoor track, I guess, at what point from indoor when you were dealing with those injuries to outdoor? I mean, I think you ran SECs kind of injured. So like bring me up to speed on like, are you healthy right now? Like did, did you, at what point did you get to the point where you're like, oh, I can start running now? Um, I think I started running, uh, I want to say May, May, maybe end of April, May, but I was only running two or three times a week. Um, we never really got a diagnosis, um, because it has to do more so with a nerve and you can't see that on scans. Um, so I SEC, I felt the same at SECs as I did at national. Like, there's no pain is basically what I can say. Um, but, yeah, I just f- focused on running, like, two. I ran, like, two or three days a week the whole season. Okay, so. two or three days a week leading to SECs. If I'm not mistaken, you run SECs for team points. You want to help your team win a title. Uh, take me through that performance. And uh, not only that performance in the race itself, the 5K, but even more specifically leading into it, what's your mindset like? Are you worried? Are you like, I don't know if I'm going to make it? Like, what were you thinking going into it? Um, well, I wasn't even like quite sure that I was going to run this season. So I was just like, you know, I really have nothing to lose. Um, I hadn't put on spikes or really, um, I think I had done one track workout prior to SECs. Um, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, just trusted my coach. My coach thought that I could do it and I did. And you mentioned your coach leaving in December, coach Zelensky. What's that been like for you, that coaching transition? Um, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Don't want to talk too much about it, but yeah. So SECs, you end up winning the 5k, uh, take me through that performance, uh, like the race itself, we talked about leading into it, but like the race itself, how are you feeling within it? At what point were you like, oh, I can actually win this. I can actually do this. And what were the feelings like afterwards celebrating with your team? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember that race too well, but <laughs> it was, that was a long time ago. Um, it, I remember it was super hot again. Honestly, no, it was, it was probably, it was a, probably a little cooler than Austin was. Um, but it was again, really hot late at night. I was just like nothing I'm not used to. Um, I just trusted that my cross training got got me to a point where I could put myself in contention for the title. And I knew I was fighting for something bigger than myself. So that helped like motivate me during the race. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was this a race where it was like, it came down the line with the Alabama girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So yeah, there was like, I had like a, probably like a 40 meter gap, like gap at like 300 to go and then we were coming down the home straightaway and like she like found another gear and I was like looked up at the screen and I was like oh my goodness so then I just started I like we had like two steps until the finish line and I was like you know what? embrace the sprinter in me and I leaned and thank goodness I leaned because she like stopped her watch that's why I, I brought it so up <laughs> I ended up getting, it was a closer finish than the 100 meters it's like 0.003 or something like that it was yeah 
That's why I brought it up because I think I saw on social media a video of it and her stopping your watch and like the comments were so funny. They were like Strava always comes first, like Strava before SEC titles. I didn't even realize she did that to be honest until afterwards. Someone got a photo and then started like sending it. You talked about a minute ago not even being sure if you were going to compete this season. Uh, were after SECs, did you have that conversation again of like, do I want to cut my season here or do I want to continue? Like, what was that discussion like? Um, yeah. Um, again, I wasn't in pain. So that's it, kind of, it would, it's just like, it's just been very frustrating um, that like there hasn't been a diagnosis. Um, but yeah, I actually did quit after SECs. Um, didn't really do anything for like 10 days. Um, then I was just like, you know what? I have come too far to come this far. And I was just like, I don't want to let my team down. So I'm going to give it a shot at, um, SC, at not SECs, regionals and NCAAs. Well, if, regionals came first. Right, right. So in like day three of that 10 day of not running or doing anything, if I would have told that version of Parker, hey, Parker, you're going to end up winning the 5K at NCAAs this year, what would what would she have said in response? I probably would have laughed because I was, like, so, so deadly convinced that I was not running the season, like, the rest of the season, like, at all. Um, I was like, I'm going to go get answers. Like, I'm done. Like, no, no. So you run regionals. You end up qualifying for nationals. What was that like? Uh, going back to back years to nationals, but more specifically with everything you've gone through this season, what did it mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot. I was ex- I was excited to um, that I was able to do it and make it to Austin and give it a shot. So nationals, you make it to Austin, super hot, super humid. The field is absolutely stacked. Uh, what were your thoughts leading into the race, and then? At what point did you realize that Caitlin scratched from the 5K, which um, obviously, like, going into the race, I'm sure you were thinking about her as the person who had the top time in the NCAA. She's the uh, collegiate record holder. She ran mm-hmm. 15.03 um, last month. So I'm sure that was, like, she had to be in your race plan of some sort. So take me through the plan leading into the meet, and then ultimately that plan switching when she wasn't in it, or did it switch? Yeah, I mean, I was, that was probably the most unconfident I've ever been going into a race in my life. Um, but yeah, no, there wasn't, the plan didn't really switch. Uh, my coach just said, again, trust your instincts. Like, your your gut knows best. And I mean, it, do, it does. And I was just going to play it by ear, see how it went. And yeah. The rest is history. Yeah. As much as you remember of the race, sorry, I'm testing your memory a lot today. I'm like, take me through this race. Take You're me through good. that race. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, can you take me through this NCAA 5K and just like, you know, not every lap because I don't want you to talk about it for 12 different laps. But All like, right, so first half yeah. lap. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. The first five meters, I felt incredible. The next yeah. five meters, I was feeling pretty <laughs> mediocre. Um, but take me through like key, key moments of the race. Pretty, pretty hot out there. Um, yeah, I got, again, I like I already said that, I got boxed in at the start. Um, just, uh, I was just trusting my gut and watched what was happening, and I got boxed in, and I was thought about sitting on, I don't know what her name, or what school she was, but there was a girl, in, like, way in front, and I thought about just, like, sitting on her, um, 
And then I think I took it at like 400 in. And I was just like, you know, you did it. There's no looking back. And then I felt pretty good the rest of the way. Take me through the point at which you realize that like, hey, unless I like fall on my face, I should be good. Um, I, I think it was like with like a lap to go. I was like, if I can speed up this last lap, like, I feel like I, like I have a shot at winning and then I did. And yeah. Take me through that final 100 crowds on their feet. You know, it's, it was, it was actually pretty packed, uh, especially for how hot it was. Like it was a, it was a decently packed stadium. I feel like most of the stands were full, at least on like the, the main section of the stands. No, yeah, they definitely were. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. Everyone's up on their feet. People are cheering. People are screaming. People are clapping. People are doing the famous gator chomp or whatever you guys call it. <laughs> um, take me through that final 100 and kind of soaking in that moment, specifically after everything you've gone through this season. No, yeah, it was really special. It was awesome to win my first NCAA title. Um, I've come second a lot of times, so it was nice to finally be on top. Um, and it just made, like, all the struggles this whole semester, like, worth it. And, yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah, do you almost think that, um, and this is kind of like a cliche corny question, but I'll ask you anyways. Um, <laughs> do you think that going through all those struggles made it all the more sweet rather than if everything was, like, perfect uh oh definitely 100 yeah. yeah no for sure so how'd you celebrate that night what were the interactions like with teammates with coaches and what were like the moments of soaking in the celebration because it's one thing after you cross the finish line I feel like it's yeah. another like a few oh, you know, after cool like, down I, and stuff yeah I, oh I didn't get to cool down no I actually had no uh, no idea where anyone was because there were so many people there but I did the my um my teammate Imogen she like a few like maybe like a week prior she made a bet with me that if i won NCAA she would get eyebrow slit and so like on the espn broadcast there's literally like a video of me running up to her like pointing to my eyebrow so it's like <laughs> now you have to slit your eyebrow um so yeah then my mom came down and then i saw like hugged my mom and um one of my coaches sam i don't i don't know where coach palmer and the rest of them were. I actually had no idea where it was. Um, but yeah, it was special <laughs> once I saw everyone. She's actually coming on the podcast tomorrow, so it's funny. Imogen? That you, yeah, it's funnier the day before. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's I been in the works for a while. Like, we, we were scheduled, like, before NCAAs, and then something came up. So, well, I guess, ask, what, what question should about, I ask her? Ask her about the eyebrow slip. Wait, that's funny. I'm actually seeing her tomorrow. Is she, <laughs> what uh, time is your podcast? <laughs> that's a great question. The <laughs> listeners are like, they are way too comfortable right now. <laughs> Let me pull up my Google Calendar. Okay, 4.30 to 5.30, which would be... I think you guys are an hour ahead, so 5.30 to 6.30. I guess I, yeah, it's not an yeah, hour I, set. Um, I, but... I might be out of Gainesville at that time, so I might not be with her. I'll bring it up, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, so I hear you have a podcast. Say, say bad things about me. Be like, that podcast <laughs> sucks. He's such an awkward interviewer. <laughs> Just, like, get her really like, scared. I feel like she's brought it up before. I think I know you. Yeah. She's, yeah, I love her. So did she end up uh, doing the thing with her eyebrows? No, she didn't. Oh, really? She didn't hold the promise? Okay, no. It's like she will do it if I, like, tell her to. We might do it tomorrow. Um, But, like, I feel like that's a permanent thing. Oh, really? It stays forever? Well, no, it'll grow back. But, like, imagine your eyebrow just be, like, being gone. Yeah. Well, okay, but you said permanent. So I thought, I was like, wait, what? That stays forever? 
but permanent like i don't know lasts a while probably like yeah a few months i don't know depends on the the rate of growth of a human being's eyebrow (laughs) maybe i'll just have her do it tomorrow so it can make your conversation more interesting honestly honestly parker is all about (laughs) getting me that content i appreciate it i appreciate it yeah what's that like being on a team with uh like fun individuals like that who make bets with you the week before No, I love her so much. My teammates are the best. I love them all. Like, it's so awesome, like, because everyone is, like, it's, like, there's so many, like, I have so many friends, like, so many different event groups. Like, it's, like, so fun, like, learning and, like, watching them at, like, these track meets. And it's, like, not just about you. You're, like, working for them, too. And, yeah, they're honestly, like, my best friends, like, outside of running and all that, too. We talked about this, you doing SECs to, um, you know, like, get get team points so that you guys could go after the team title. I feel like that's something you're really, really good at is running for something bigger than yourself and like uh, doing a lot of things in the sport for something bigger than yourself, like a team title or whatever it might be. Do you think that yeah, almost 100%. elevates you to another level where you, 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 it, it motivates you to dig deep the last five meters of the five? Oh, yeah, no, it points. definitely it helped me find that, that extra motivation and like that inner, that next gear. And like the days that I don't want to go and go on the cross trainer, like I'm like, do it for like moments like that, like winning nationals last year and like working for my team. Any uh, final reflections from this past season? It was a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very tough season. Hopefully we're only on the come up from here. (laughs) I hit the lowest of lows. Is it cool, though, to look back on it and be like, like you said, in your words, I hit the lowest of lows, but you also ascended to the top of the NCAA. Um, Like, what was it like riding out those emotions? Yeah, honestly, I was just telling someone yesterday, I was like, it hasn't really sunk in. Like, I don't, it doesn't, like, I don't feel any different, like, at all. (laughs) Like, I don't know, it's kind of like, like, kind of like unfulfilling. I don't know, I thought it would, like, make me feel different, but no. (laughs) Where's the, where's the trophy right now? It's in Gainesville. Okay, they don't give you two? Two trophies? Well, what I mean by that, here's why I asked that. I know I've had on people on the podcast before who have like won the Gatorade Girls or Boys National Cross Country Player of the Year. And what Gatorade mm-hmm. does is they'll send one to the school and one to the athlete. I figured they'd do that with NCAA oh, no. titles. So, they only give you like, one? So you get your individual one. And then um, like last year when our team won, we all got an individual winning one and our individual one. So I think it's only if you win, they give you another one. Oh, so you just have to give yours to the university? No, no, no. You keep it. It's oh, yours. Okay. So no, why is it in get... Gainesville? Oh, in my apartment in Gainesville. Oh. I, I thought, mean, I wasn't going I thought you meant at the school. I thought you meant at the school. I'm like, wow, no, 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 you just no. donated your trophy to the school? <laughs> I was like, whoa, No, it's in my room. Um, okay. Yeah, no. I wasn't going to. Although my father would have loved if I brought it home for him. But I think he likes the hardware more than I do. But <laughs> okay, that makes sense now. I was it's like sitting in the box on my kitchen table in Gainesville. Nice, nice. Yeah. There you go. So looking ahead to the coming months, um, doesn't even have to be running related. But what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing? Um, I think I'm going to Colorado next week with my mother. That's exciting. Um, excited to be done with school this week. I finally get a break. I I was in a um, ten thousand word class for like summer A. And I've had to like write, write an essay like every day, and it's been absolutely terrible. I hate writing, wow. and like especially that many words every day, it's been awful. Wait, uh, real quick, I'm gonna pause you. Ten thousand words every single day. 
No, no, no. 10,000 word overall class. Oh, okay. I, write, I have to like write papers every day. I was like, how do you have but, time to do this podcast with me? Like what? <laughs> no, I told you the one of my assignments actually after this is I have to record my own uh, micro podcast. Have you ever listened to a micro podcast? No. Does that mean like just short or? Supposedly they're the hot topic these days. They're like two minute podcasts. Um, yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. I'll probably fail the assignment, but <laughs> a two minute podcast. Anyone can talk for two minutes. I guess I got you warmed up for it. Like you're like, Oh, I talked to Dominic for like 45 minutes. I can do two minutes. Like I'm going to say, I'm just going to like ramble on. Although you're supposed to follow like some like script thing. I'm not too much work. <laughs> so what's the podcast about? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Oh, okay. I think it can really be whatever you want. Like it's supposed to be like something you can listen to while like, you brush your teeth and like clean your room. I don't know. I have never heard of a micro podcast, but my teacher insists that they're popular these days. So I was like, I guess I'm just not in the know. Coming from a guy <laughs> whose job it is to run a successful podcast, I've never heard of micro podcasts. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe I'll bring it up. They're like, um, so I think you're in the wrong here. <laughs> just be like the running effect, which has gotten as low as 15 on Spotify's charts for top sports podcasts, has never heard of the micro podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't even, yeah, like on Spotify and you look through them. I've that's never seen like a that's exactly podcast. what I was thinking about. I was like, I've never yeah. seen. I've seen like podcast clip channels, but even those clips are like 10 to 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, who knows, honestly. Yeah. I want to hear your teacher's podcast. He's, he should start a micro podcast for, for crying <laughs> that's out loud. That's what I'm saying. So, sorry, I interrupted you about um, your no, you're coming totally months, good. what you're looking forward to. Anything else? I'm honestly just excited to like um, travel, go to the beach, although it's pouring rain right now. <laughs> um, the weather here has not been amazing. Um, yeah, just like spend time with my family because I haven't been home in a long time. Um, yeah, just do the things that you can't do while you're at school and in season. This is more of a deep question. What are some, <laughs> uh, what are some things you wish the outside world knew about Parker Valley that you think they probably don't? Oh. That's a, that's a hard one. I'm kind of an open book. <laughs> I gotta just speak my mind. I feel like a lot of people know a lot about me. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a really hard question. We'll save it for next podcast. How about that? Um, I love kombucha. I've never, actually, I think I've had a sip of it once and it was really good, but I've never had I like... Drink I drink three a day. Really? My mother calls it my expensive drink addiction. I think we added it up and like one day I spent like 45 dollars on just purely drinks that day yeah <laughs> no way do you know the youtuber ryan trahan um yeah funny story he actually um my a kid i ran with in high school they were they worked together um so ryan was like at my high school a lot when uh -huh. i was in high school who's that kid rohan um Rohan. Yeah, I think I know that name. I think I know that name. Anyways, the no, reason no. I bring up Ryan they're Trahan. Like best yeah, yeah, because didn't he live in like Cincinnati for a little bit? That guy? Pretty sure. Yes, he's a huge um Bengals, Bengals fan. Bengals fan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyways. <laughs> he always, he all, they always were like videotaping, and I was like, what do you guys like? This is so weird. Because, like, I don't know. I wasn't like into like YouTube then, but now I'm like, he's popped off. Oh, he's crazy, baby. They both kind of have. He lives in Austin, girl. too, by the way. Uh, Ryan does. Yeah. I, I did know that. Yeah. Wait, so you knew Ryan before he was like Ryan Trahan? Like you saw him filming before he was like Ryan Trahan? Yeah, we weren't like friends or anything, but like, yeah, he'd be like at my track meets. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Anyways, the reason I bring up Ryan Trahan is because in his videos, he has something that he calls a fun drink. And he's like, I have to go get my fun drink. 
Uh, so he'll oh. go to like a store and buy a fun drink. So I guess that's your so kombucha fun. addiction is just your fun drink. <laughs> yeah. No kombucha, coconut water. Um, yeah, no, I love all, coffee. Spend way too much money on coffee. But I feel like that's a tip like everyone does. Yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? Oh, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I love uh, I love my morning cappuccino. What I'll do is uh, if you've ever if you've never had Chobani creamer, hop on the wave. Chobani creamer is Chobani so good. Chobani creamer. Okay. It's like super. Is it dairy? Yeah. Okay. But I think dairy they have. Intolerance. I have an intolerance to dairy. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'm yeah. sure they have uh, non-dairy, but I don't know if it's good. But it's like super creamy and thick compared to most creamers. And then I froth it and then I pour. I like French press. Uh, that's like my favorite way to do coffee and pour it okay. in. It's so good. It's so good. Gets me re- ready so not... for my morning run. What's your go-to when you like go out to buy coffee? I'm going to be lame and say I like rarely go out to to buy coffee really yeah i'm pretty basic you have to explore coffee shops in austin though there's so many good ones there there are tons of tons of coffee shops um what was my favorite one did you go to like mozart's that's like the most popular one that people talk about i went to uh no i didn't actually go there i went to bennu 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 and houndstooth i don't know how to pronounce these places um But yeah, no, I definitely, I love exploring different coffee shops in different towns, but Austin has a lot of good ones. So definitely go check them out. Okay. I will. I'll report back <laughs> on our next podcast. Um, All right. Thank you. <laughs> so you got to get like a, an NIL deal with like a kombucha company. That's what I'm hearing. GTs. Yeah. It would honestly probably be easier than I'll, I'll talk to you about this off air. Like it would be easier than you think. I feel like with, with your status and name at this point, he's got to script a nice email, say a few nice <laughs> things, negotiation. I don't know. Probably. It's, it's probably closer than you think. Yeah. Honestly. Like Libby Dunn. Like she, oh, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, she's making, like, yeah. there's a lot of money. And I also, a good thing for college athletes. Yeah. I'm I've... glad that they finally realized that we should make <laughs> money off of our own name and not just the NCAA who claims to be a nonprofit. Have you done any NIL deals? Um, yeah, actually stay tuned. One's going to be posted this week. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Go, go follow Parker Valley people if you don't already. <laughs> Get the inside scoop. Um, okay, one final question for you, Parker. Today's conversation, completely off the walls. Uh, I'm sure people will enjoy it because, I don't know, they probably don't see the side of you too much. Not that you aren't a fun individual, but, like, again, these post-race interviews, man, they're giving me a bad representation <laughs> of Parker Valley. I'm like, I know what she's like. She's not like this. Stop asking her stupid questions. That. On the ESPN, when we talked about the bats, the bats in Austin. Oh, really? That's one thing. Yeah, don't go, don't go look at the bats. It's so <laughs> overrated. Yes, uh, I'll agree with you there. But anyways, to end this off the wall conversation, I would be remiss, and my listeners would probably send me DMs, and I'm not going to respond to every single one that I would get if I did not bring up this cash app thing. Can you elaborate on what happened here? Oh, if you want to add an extra twenty minutes to this podcast, um, <laughs> sure, I can tell you. There's not really a short side to the story but i mean if you would like to add that extra time is it really 20 um, minutes and no it's a very long story yeah i was basically on the phone with these people i i would like to say i'm not gullible um wait where did you see that in my tiktok uh i believe so i think your tiktok and then i think people like maybe in your instagram post about nationals maybe brought it up and that's when i went to tiktok or something oh yeah, no, one of my teammates commented, like, sponsored by Kat. Yeah, no, I didn't realize, okay, I'm, I would like to believe I'm not that gullible, but uh, scams are very common these days over the telephone. I didn't know that. Um, 
And basically, I was on these, the phone with these people for about, give or take, six or seven hours. Um, yeah, they fully convinced me that, like, I was getting arrested. I was going to jail. And what? I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is going to ruin my life. Um, yada, yada, yada. I didn't realize that what I was doing was sending money to the cash shop. I just thought I was sending it to the government. <laughs> um, real, just, yeah. Just to um, put it out there, the government will never ask you for money. Um, I didn't know that. And so I just kept sending and sending and sending um, upwards of 20 grand. And yeah. Um, Jeez. Was a, that was a rough day. <laughs> yeah, when you said this season was like the lowest of lows, that was probably, <laughs> that probably contributed to it. <laughs> no, I mean, that was uh, like two days after SECs. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. So at what point in the phone conversation did you realize like, hey, wait, what? Are these people like fake? Um, I, they convinced me so like, again, maybe I am gullible, but like they convinced me so well. Like I should have realized like in the, like when I show, I'll show you the barcodes. Um, like once I saw these, I should have known. Like I had to scan these barcodes to send them money. Like it just... These are the barcodes, what they look like. Oh, yeah, those look so fake. Yeah, <laughs> Ash so cashier to sign. I thought I was sending money, like, through those to the government. Um, yeah, and I had to do, like, these check-ins every hour and say my name and the time and, like, checking in. I fully thought that, like, I was in, like, so much trouble. And then uh, it was, like, finally I got a grace period at, I think it was 1030 at night. I was able to hang up the phone. And I, mind you, I'd been on the phone since, like, probably, like, I think it was 2 or 3 o'clock that afternoon. Is this is so wild. <laughs> and no, no, no. The, the, again, it's a really, like, long, there's, like, a backstory to it. Like, I was playing with my ring doorbell at home, and I set it off. And then my mom actually got the call. Um, yeah, and, yeah. She got the call. She was like, Parker, Pinellas County is going to call you. And I was like, okay. I was like, don't worry about it. I just set off the ring doorbell for fun. Like, I was just playing with the siren button. And then they were like, this has nothing to do with the ring doorbell. You're deemed a criminal. And I was like, what do you mean I'm a criminal? And like, my mind just started, I was like, what did I possibly do? Um, and then, yeah, they basically just convinced me that I had to send all this money uh, at the Walmart. Um, what was it called? Like cash so money random. services. No, I should have, like, you, like a normal person would have gotten it there. I had to go to Walmart, the cash money services. And the guy, the cashier guy, like, looks me directly in the eyes. She's like, who are you sending this to? And I was like, uh, because these people are still on the phone and I'm thinking that they're the cops. And so I'm not letting up the phone. And so I was like, oh, like just my friend. And you can like send in. He was just like, okay, I want to make sure you're not getting scammed. And I was like, no, it's just my friend. Like I promise. And so I kept just hitting send 500, no, 500, 500. No. You only send an to 500. No. Um, yeah. And then I, once I was able to like hang up the phone, um, that night, I called, I immediately called my parents and I was just like, I hate you so much. Why did you have to move? Because they moved from my address. Like the whole thing was that I didn't go to jury duty. And so I never, because I never got the jury duty thing. It was basically, I don't know how, these people did their research. They knew that my parents had moved. And I was just, they were, my dad was like, what are you talking about? And I was just like, I can't legally tell you. I swore under oath to the government. And he's like, you know, you can't do that. Right. And I was like, so he put like four, like he put like attorneys on the phone, like cops on the phone. And they were just like, Parker, you can't swear under oath to the government. And I, as they were like trying to convince me that you can't do that, like I was staring at these barcodes and I was like, oh my gosh. No. Like I fully got scammed. 
and my dad was like, it's okay. Like you're still alive. Like it, what, what did you do? And I was just like, well, um, I might've sent like 20 grand and, um, yeah. So, yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, so have, have you tried to like, uh, I'm assuming you reported it. Like, have they been held oh, yeah. accountable or like, have, did you find out who yeah, these people so- were? Um, so it's a multi-billion like, dollar business in like, I think I want to say Ukraine. Um, no, they got me good. Like they- It sounds, I mean, up- as, as gullible as you sound there, they also sound incredibly professional, like knowing no, all of that very, information. Like they read me like the citation number, the fine for each citation. Um, they did their research too. Cause they were like, where were you on May 13th? And I was like, oh, I was running a race in Louisiana. It was SECs. That's the day that I had SECs. And they were just like, okay, well, on May 13th, you failed to show for jury duty. And I was like, what do you mean? I never got a thing for jury duty. And then, yeah, just escalated from there. Wait, so they, you did find out who they were? They did find out? Um, the cop, like, the cops did get involved. Um, they're, like, their, like, location or whatever. Like, if, so, like, their phone number showed up as my area code, which is why I fully believed it. And on my mom's phone, it literally, you know how, like, when someone you don't know calls you and has, like, their number and it, like, come up with, like, their contact, like, what possibly could be this person? It popped up on her. It says, possibly the sheriff's department. Really? No way. That's why she answered it. Yeah. And that's why, like, on my phone, I went back to look if it said that on mine. Mine said potential spam. And I was just like, oh, my God, my phone even knew. But, like, I didn't know. And, like, I wasn't allowed to hang up the phone. So, like, my phone was just, like, plugged in the whole time. Yeah. It was... I drove like 40 minutes to another Walmart because there's like one Walmart in Gainesville and I maxed out my amount of spending there. And so I had to go to a different, yeah, it was, wow. and then I had like, yeah, it was a lot. Wow. Well, that was yeah, worth the story, but I also feel incredibly it. bad for you. I feel <laughs> so bad. Don't answer your phone. <laughs> well, That's my advice. Yeah. Wow. Well, on that, like low-key depressing note because i feel horrible that that happened (laughs) parker it's been an absolute pleasure yeah that's true we did have a good laugh about it parker it's been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast thanks for um i don't quite frankly know what we talked about a lot of fun stuff appreciate you Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I don't take your time for granted, and I hope that today's episode impacted you and left you walking away inspired and all the more motivated to chase after your biggest goals and walking away a better version of yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast, have given us a five-star review, and consider sharing with a friend. Through that, we can reach new people and hopefully inspire them in the process. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Running Effect to stay up to date on all the exciting projects and all the new episodes coming out. Generally, we release two to three episodes per week, so stay tuned for all of those coming your way shortly. I hope you're running and life is going well. Guys, keep chasing mastery, and I will catch you in next episode.